0: Uh, from the bible but isaiah 40 was where i wanted to just sort of launch off from it's an easy one to find in the old testament because there's quite a lot of pages like this book of psalms but but um here we go hey i am i am excited about the possibilities of 2021 anyone anyone else like do you know this year i can see that hand thank you fiona 2000 and, 2021 was the year that everybody wanted to get to after last year, right? Like, we all wanted to get here uh, back then. And, and so, really, uh, not much has changed in the world. A lot of the world, most of the world is still in, in, in the midst of pandemic and all those. How many are glad that they live in New Zealand? All right it's, it's pretty good. We're privileged to be here. How many are glad they're at the beach? While well, they're looking outside, it's not exactly... I wore shorts and jandles today, but the weather didn't, didn't match it. But but hey, listen, as we, as we get into this year, as we sort of settle in, this is kind of like our summer series. It won't be a long preach this morning um, because I want you guys going to go enjoy the weather. But I just want to <laughs> launch a summer series that regardless of what this year ends up looking like, and listen, there are going to be challenges, right? No year is without challenge. No life is without challenge. But regardless of that, And I do believe that it's pregnant with possibilities. This series is going to help you uh, live a power-filled life. In fact, that is the theme, that is the series. The name of that is called A Power-Filled Life, if you are taking notes. Um, I believe we have a powerful God, right? Say amen if you agree with me. And and he, He is a powerful God who is wanting to partner with us this year. He's wanting to empower us. He wants to get alongside you this year. And there are principles that can help us get the most out of this powerful relationship, this privileged relationship that we get to have. And so I want, I want to introduce this this morning by reading something from Isaiah 40. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it's not on the screen. Verse 28, it has this, this declaration about, about God, about who He is and what He can give us. And it says this verse 28 of Isaiah 40, have you never heard? Have you never understood the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. Aren't you happy about that? No one can measure the depths of his understanding. Listen to this verse 29, he gives power to the weak. Any yeah. weak people here? Come on. And strength to the powerless. Even youths become weak and tired. That's crazy. Not my kids. And young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. And they will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. What an incredible promise for us right there about our God our powerful God who is filling us with his power and wants to do that even even today and i was thinking about this and, and you know you know it is impossible to live the christian life well without his, his empowerment like it's just not going to happen it's not designed that, that way, without the power of the Holy Spirit upon us and in, inside of us. It was never God's intention that our faith be lived out in any other way, especially not in our own strength or out of our own power. But rather, the mark of a believer would be the evidence of the power of God in us. And guess what? i got news for you because the mission that He has for you this year in 2021, the God-breathed purpose He's put on you for this year, and there is a mission, there is a purpose for you this year, it's not going to be accomplished without His gracing, without His empowerment, without His enablement over, over your life. And you can boldly and confidently say to yourself in the mirror that you have, I have what it takes because of who is in me. Yeah. Yeah. Because who it is that is in me, because it's his gracing and his power, he wants to fill us with his empowerment. The Bible says this in Second Peter chapter one. It says, His divine power has given us. Everything that we need for a godly life. Not just a few things, right? Not, not just like some goosebumps or, or, or a worship ex- you know, Everything. His divine power has given us everything that we need. Whatever you're needing, God can give it to you. His empowerment is there for us. It's this invitation to live a power-filled life. Listen, not my power, not, not your power, but, but His and, and it's there so that we can live a victorious life. Man, it's windy out there. Anyway, I get distracted by those op- open curtains, but you guys wanted them open, so there you go. But, but, but because of his empowerment, listen, I, I get to live a free life, not, not bound up, not fear-filled. Not sin sick, not half hearted, but His divine enabling gives me everything that I need that pertains to life. It's a, another great promise. Um, in Second Timothy three, I'm just going to flow through this reasonably quickly, so don't worry necessarily about moving to those passages, but. Paul, the apostle, the writer of much of the New Testament, he writes to Timothy, giving him a warning about other believers that he may come into contact with in his ministry. And he tells them, listen, Timothy, there may be believers who you come across that will be lovers of themselves. That will be lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient, ungrateful, unloving, unforgiving, and without self-control. Talking about people at another church. Not, not anyone here, right? Somewhere else. Not, I mean, not even, anyway. But uh, uh, without self-control. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And then listen to what it says in verse 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying it's power. All of these things. Why? Because it's my power that, that boasts. It's my power that wants that wants more. But, but listen, I'm going to deny His power if I do that. I have a form of godliness. And the New Living Translation of that same passage says, those people will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. That'll make you saintly. That'll make you perfect in Christ. And so, you know, the way of the world, it'll tell you in order for you to be power filled, you need to overpower others, right? It means you've got to put yourself first. You've got to try a little harder this year in 2000. Come on, you didn't try hard enough last year. You're going to have to use your willpower this year to try a little bit harder and perform better. But listen, the way to power in a believer's life is actually to give up. It's actually to surrender and to stop trying and not be a try hard and to let go and surrender. It's the upside down kingdom, right? It's just back to front. It's, it's not the ways of the world and allow him to take over our lives. I remember during a, a particularly difficult season, personally, I was walking down that beach, uh, not on a day like today. and. And I was having a bit of a moan to God about how difficult things were and how heavy my heart was. And to be honest, how broken I felt with things that had gone on uh, around me. And I did not know in that moment how God could ever redeem the situation. And I remember saying to God, and we were talking about this, Kent, just the other day, I remember kind of crying out to God saying, man, I, I'm broken and, and I, I feel like I'm My heart's wounded. And and listen, I did get the comfort of the Holy Spirit because that's who He is. But I remember hearing back, not an audible voice, but just that still, small whisper of the Holy Spirit saying what was surprising to me. He said, I'm okay with your brokenness. I'm okay with your weakness. I'm okay that you've got a bit of a limp now. I'm not okay with this. What's going on here? But but do you know what? The, The Holy Spirit... Uh, he said to the apostle, "Put my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is all. My power works best in weakness." We had that amazing message from Claire a few weeks ago about what was it called? "Weakness is so in right now." What a crazy message title! Paul said in response, "If that's the case, God, that I'm going to boast in my weakness, so that the power of Christ can work through me." I want the power of Christ working in me this year. Before I do anything else, I'm going to make sure that that is happening. I'm going to throw a lot of scriptures at you this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. Just so many good passages here. It says, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. And so it's Christ in us we are the clay jar if you weren't sure about which one you were in that the king james version says that we are like an earthen vessel sometimes a little cracked right Uh, sometimes a little warm maybe it's a little strange definitely some strange people here don't try and deny it i know who you are Uh, but 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 filled with something extraordinary right filled with something incredible something so precious i was reading the commentary on this verse it says an earthen vessel was made of common run-of-the-mill clay fragile and easily broken and yet god has entrusted the treasure of the gospel to such a vessel it's talking about you and and then and then uh the commentary goes on to talk about how paul mentions this word surpassing power and and that word power is, is, is translated from the Greek word dunamos or dynamos, which we get the word dynamite from, right? It's, it's dynamite power. Shazam! It's, it's powerful. And, and the commentary talks about the power of the wind or the power of a, a volcano. And, and it says this quote, which I love. It goes, We stand in awe of such force, forces of nature, And yet forget the equally awesome power that is Christ in us. And I just want to remind you of that as we begin this year. Who it is that you have in you to make this year really count for God. And all that He wants to do, wherever He wants to take you, whatever He's setting you up for, know that you have the power of Christ uh, in you. I want to take just a couple of of moments. As I said, this is not going to be a long message, but just to kind of give you a little bit of a warning uh, about actually how easy it is to neglect this fact and how it is easy to forget or even deny the awesome power-filled life that Jesus has for you and I this year. It's actually quite easy to neglect that and forget about it and, and how we can sometimes ignorantly but reduce our faith down to simply having a form of godliness but deny the power of God in our lives and and it can essentially be wrapped up in one very simple and one very tidy problematic word which is religion and and religion will do that religion is void is the things that are that that look okay they they look right but they're but they're absent of God it's the form and the traditions of men, but, but God's nowhere, nowhere near those things. And, and we can become, the, 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 I've, I've often said the greatest danger to that church is religion. Like, and, and don't think because we're a spirit-filled church that a religious spirit can't get in. Oh, yes, it can. And and, and so if if there's one way of robbing and denying or stripping your life of being power filled, it's that religious stuff. Because religion will attempt to convince you that what Jesus did for you was good, but not quite good enough. And you need to do more. You need to try a little harder. And I've seen a religious spirit show up in, in so many different ways. But the one thing that it always does is it robs you of being power-filled. It strips you from that. Listen, I, I wrote this and I thought, boy, that's good, Wes. It's I said, <laughs> I've had a lot of time uh, by myself. It says, it will, religion, a religious spirit will always, listen, elevate your works and relegate the work of the cross. A religious spirit will elevate your works. Look at me. Look at me. You know, all the stuff that you can do. And it will relegate the incredible work of the cross. All right. And slowly but surely, you'll end up striving to get what Jesus has already got for you. You're loved. You cannot be any more loved. All right. Don't strive to get what Jesus has already got. Paul wrote about this in the book of Galatians. It's nothing new. It's been going on for years. And again, it's not on the screen. But listen to what he said to the church in Galatia who started inviting a religious spirit into their world. He says, you foolish Galatians. This is Galatians 3, chapter 1. Who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Right, that's just just works and, and, and religion. Or by believing what you heard? Faith. Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit, you are now trying to finish by means of the flesh? And it infers a little later that they Basically, are crucifying themselves. See, religion ultimately makes a mockery out of the power of God. His power to save lives. His power to set people free. His power to redeem us and empower you and I to make a difference. Religion will subtly convince you that you need to do, do more because perhaps His power is just not enough in your life. And as I say a lot of times around here, stop it. Okay, Just stop doing that. Stop it. <laughs> His power's enough. Jesus was enough, and he still is enough today in our lives. And even in your weakness, even in that, guess what? He's especially strong. Even on your worst day, he's got you. Because if he's got you, then you've got whatever's before you. Powerfield life's not dependent on how strong you are, on how together you may have things, but it has everything to do with who he is and what he's done. That's the beautiful thing about the gospel. Not my performance, but his, but his performance for me. Jesus stood in the gap for you guys and for me. And, and when we fell short, he made up the difference. And he still does that for us today. You know, your best deeds didn't get you into this life with Christ. And they're not the things that are keeping you here. It's not just His saving grace, but His empowering grace that keeps you in this kingdom. And so it's His doing. He did it. He does it. And He continues to do it for us. He will sustain you this year. He's going to empower you. His grace is sufficient. Don't ever think that somehow it stops being sufficient. But every day, learn this year, come on, make a priority to lean into Him, surrender to Him, abide in Him, recognize that He's in you, and He's giving you a power-filled life. I had three points this morning, but I've rolled them into one to make this simple and quick, all right? So I just got one point, and it's this, if you want to write this down, anyone. Uh, Give Him your time, your attention, and access to your life. Give Him time, attention, and access. When it comes to living a power-filled life, you will have to give God your time, your attention, and give Him access into your life. See, God will establish Himself where He's welcomed, where He is given room. He will come where he, he is welcomed. And so we need to ask ourselves the question, you know what, God, am I intentionally making room for you to move in my life? Am I making room for you to stir in me this year and speak to me? Am I being obedient to your word and what you've promised and said? And for, for many of us, you know, This is not practically an easy thing to do. Like with time, for example, those of us who've got kids and they're up before you even open your eyes and they're staring at you for who knows how long. How long have you been sitting there for? But, but you know, and and we have early starts and we have busy schedules. But listen, I just want to encourage you. Try and find space. Try and find time. Try and find a regular connection point where you can pray. Pray where well, you can ponder, where well, you can listen to His voice, at, you know, whatever, it, however long that might be. Go for a walk, write in a journal, but just make time to, to encourage yourself in the Lord because that will lead to a power-filled life. I don't know who wrote it, but it's not me, and it sounds good. It says this quote, If you'll make history with God, He'll make history through you. If you'll put in that focus, and attention, he'll make history through you. I made it a, a personal uh, goal this year, as part of my devotional life, to uh, to uh, to have reading the Bible the very first thing I do when I open my eyes. And Caroline's always like, "The first thing you should do is say that you love me and look at her." But you know, just yeah, yeah. so anyway. But what I'm saying is like the the first thing I do when I open my eyes, and the last thing I do before I close my eyes, I'm reading the scripture. it's day 17. It's so far so good, right? So I'm getting through the Bible in a year. I'm doing that morning and night, just for a few minutes. And it's the very last thing I do before I go to sleep. And if I can, if I can give God the very, very beginning and the very end, I'm going to trust Him to look out for whatever's in between. Amen. Even in the night, at night as well. And so I've I've fallen asleep watching Netflix, you know, and doing you know what you know, just watching movies and stuff, and then going to sleep. with oh, this year, I'm going to go to sleep with the Word of God uh, in my mind, and then I'm going to wake with it as well. Uh, look out, because I'm going to be unstoppable. All right, so. But, but whatever it might be for you, make a priority to give them time and attention. I was chewing gum before I started this, now I don't know where the gum is. So, you would tell me if it was on my face, right? All right, I found it. I found it. It was right back there. Anyway. Not everything is worth sharing. Okay. Listen, just let me just kind of wrap these things up. I talked about time and attention, but you've got to give Him access to your life as well. Give Him, give him access. Allow Him to challenge your thoughts. One of the big things for me is, is, is giving God permission to challenge my anxieties, my worries and concerns. If, I, if, I, if I'm left to my own devices, I'm one who just worries. And, and, and just have this, I've got to keep on allowing God to challenge those things. And sometimes we can go through the disciplines of being a disciple. You know, we're ticking the boxes. We're coming to church. We're reading our Bible. We're uh, being kind to small animals, just whatever those things. But, but we're not letting the God of the Bible and the God who we worship in here have His way in here. And that's kind of that religious thing again. We're not really allowing the life of Christ to have His way in us because we're not giving Him access. And so we must not only give that time and attention, but say, God, have your way. Come come and challenge me where I need to be challenged. Come and do whatever you need to do. Let me renew my mind. Lead me through repentance. Uh, all, All of these things allow Him to challenge you. Grow your personal faith and live that power-filled life. I was going to invite Matt to come up and play, but there's no words, so I'm just going to wrap this up. In fact, Matt, why don't you come and just tinker a little bit? That'll be great, because that always sounds good when you do that. But it sounds a little gimmicky, but a little cliche, but, but this year, let go and let God do what he needs to do. And maybe even in these first few weeks of 2021, and you've been trying in your own strength already, like to get things sorted out, to, to 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 make things happen, to get things done. I remember my son, who's six now, when he was about two or three, uh, I, I found him in the kitchen, I think he may have been playing with the flour or something. Uh, Caroline was out, I was supposed to be looking after him and yeah. It, and and he was uh, in the kitchen and he dropped flour all over the kitchen floor. And as any three year old is they're pretty stubborn, kids and and he was really determined to clean it up by himself. He was um, doing it his way, cleaning up this mess. And really all he was doing was just making it worse. I mean, he was spraying it all over the cupboards and over the dog and, and all, all of those things. And, and I, just, I just watched him in an effort to make things better. He actually made things worse, trying to clean up his mess himself and trying to get things done. And in the end, whether he just had enough or, or he was done, Dad stepped in. Dad stepped in and, and helped him clean it up properly. And, and it's just a thought this morning as, as we're just closing today that maybe for some of us this morning, you know, we, we, the power-filled life looks like stop, stopping trying to clean up your own mess or do this in your own strength because it's not going to work. It, it will leave you powerless and tired. And give it to God. God. Invite Dad into the situation of your life this year and help get his help in, in things. Allow 2021 to be a year of his power in you. In you. Why don't we bow our heads and I'm going to pray. Father, we, we thank you and we acknowledge today as we begin this year together, we, we acknowledge that you are a powerful God and there is nothing that you cannot do You are extraordinary in all of your ways. We see that about you. We recognize that that is who you are. You are awesome. You are powerful. And we also see, God, this incredible relationship that you are longing to have with us, where your power is placed in us, that we would be your representatives on the earth with the help of your great Holy Spirit to... Walk in power, not our own, but yours. And so I pray over every single person here this morning. I pray for your power to be in us. Fill us with your empowerment, Jesus, in 2021. God, let it be marked. Let it be said when we look back on 2021, without your empowerment, wow, what would I have done? But gosh, did I see it at work in my life. I thank you for that gracing on people. And I just really sense right now that that this year, there there is going to be specific gracing upon people, that there is gonna be like a a supernatural gracing on you to do things that you didn't think you could do before. And they may be simple things, they may be challenging things, but God is gonna be behind you. And I just see that gracing upon people Right now, what he's wanting to do, empowerment, empowerment and gracing. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we acknowledge your work in us. And we say this year, come fill us with your love and with your power in Jesus' name. Just while every head is bowed, every eye is closed.